Hello, this is Wayne Highlander. I'm National Sales Manager at Bone Adhesives. I'm Rob Johnson with Bone Training. And this is another episode of On the Floor. And um, Rob, today, uh, this podcast is going to be about taking care of your body. <laughs> I, I love and, that. I, That's... I, I, I totally get the irony of this whole thing. Yeah. You and uh, I talking about taking care of our bodies. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm sitting across from, across from you. Perfect. You're, you're a mental and physical wreck. So, but, you know, um, I guess who else to learn from? I mean, if, if we were, you know, both uh, healthy specimens and what have you, I mean, you know, you're not going to learn anything from those guys, right? You're right. From our, yeah, our, that, mis- our, our mistakes. That's true. Yeah, and I go listen to some health nut. Uh, also, speaking of that, I want to applaud you from completely switching off McDonald's and going to Taco Bell. <laughs> Taco Bell's a lot cheaper. Yeah, a lot yeah. more bang for your buck. Uh, you can buy dinner for the price of a stick of gum. I've noticed. I can tell. You look good. Thanks. Um, so, th- you know, this trade is tough on the body. It's tough on uh, on all parts of the body. Um, and, uh, you know... Between the two of us, we got like 80 years doing floors, I think. Um, so I think, you know, um, it's important to talk about this, especially for younger guys coming up, what have you. And um, I have always said that uh, one of my biggest regrets in this industry is uh, not taking better care of my ears. Uh, what? When I, yeah, exactly. Uh, when I'm when I'm in, a, you know, at a crowded restaurant, uh or a room with a lot of other people talking, I can't, I can't hear. I mean, I hear a lot of noise, but I can't, I got to really be looking at you to, to, uh, you know, to be able to hear what you're saying. So consequently, I just nod my head a lot. I go, oh yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah, I get it. But I, I probably don't know what you're talking about. I don't think most people are listening to you anyways. Yeah, I get that a lot. So, uh, you know, and I, oh, I, I I'm get, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to be mean. I'm well, supposed you, to, you got I'm the, supposed you, to be nicer to Wayne. So, yeah. And I take that back. You know, people are hanging on every word that you say. You uh, you got the memo from uh, Pauline, huh? <laughs> Appreciate that, Pauline. Stop being mean to Wayne. Yes. My ears is probably my one of my biggest regrets. Not not taking care, uh, you know, using better ear, ear protection and taking care of my ears because, uh, you know, you don't realize it. When you know it, that's the thing about this trade. I mean, you, you think you're bulletproof until you're not, right? I mean, when you're young kids starting out, I mean, you know, you, you you don't worry about injuries and that kind of stuff. But but things have a tend tendency to uh, to pile up on you. Uh, so I I will say there's a lot of good ear protection out there, and it doesn't really count if you got ear protection. But underneath that, you got the earbuds on. You're cranking out uh, Black Sabbath, which I've been known to do. Um, but I would say definitely don't take the you know these machines are running at very high RPMs. Uh, every from the table saw to the big sanders, the edgers, everything that wind you hear and everything that's, that 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 definitely will damage your ears over time. And I I, I call it my biggest regret uh, because it definitely has affected me uh, over time. One time, Pauline and her mother, when we were dating, they stopped over and brought lunch on the job, and. Um, Pauline's mother was a nurse, and as they were, you know, they left, Pauline's mother said to her, I can't believe they're not wearing hearing protection. You better buy him some hearing protection before he that boy goes deaf. 
she couldn't believe how loud all the machines were and everything. And it was just one of those things, I don't know about you, but working with the old timers, man, if you wore any kind of safety equipment, they just couldn't wait to tease you and make funny and everything. Oh, yeah. I've, I've, I've said it before. I, I remember asking my uh, my uncle for some knee pads uh, about after eight or nine months into it. And he looked at me in disgust. And you know, he said, what are you, one of those kids that wants to live forever? I mean, that was the mentality. Yeah. Um, you, you know, and, and you know, you think about the amount of time it would have took to put ear protection on. And it's just good habits, getting in habits. Don't take for granted uh, your body because you only get one. Uh, so I would definitely, uh, my Right off the bat, I would say take care, take care of your ears. It's important. Well, you know that week later, my mother-in-law. Uh, well, back then she was my the girl I was going out with. Mother, she wasn't my mother-in-law back then. At the whatever. time, yeah, at the time, she went out and bought me a pair of um, hearing protection. It was just like the kind the guys wear down at the airport outside, and they sat in a box for about a year. I never took them out. I had them in my truck, never took them out. And then one day I was edging inside of a closet and I was like, this is, this is pretty freaking loud in here. I went out, put those hearing protection on and I never took them off as long as I was doing floors after that. I couldn't believe how great. The other thing about wearing the hearing protection too is you're less fatigued at the end of the day. It actually, yeah. you feel better just from not listening to all that noise. Yeah, no question. Um, I, we, you know, knee, obviously knees are, it's an easy one. We're up and down. If you count how many times you're up and down uh, and you're up and down with tools in your hands and the weight, you know, of, of the tools. And by the way, I mean, putting on weight too, you know, really, really uh, affects the knees. If I... Uh, showed a picture to everybody of what my knee looked like after my last surgery. I think everybody would go out and get a, the best pair of knee pads they could buy. Um, I feel the thing about the knees, when the knees go, you feel it every step you walk. Every time I walk upstairs or downstairs, um, you know, every step you take, you feel it. There's, there, I mean, yes, they can do knee surgeries and all that kind of stuff, and they're, they're better than they were in the past. But, man, a, a, a good pair of knee bad, pads is, uh, is just a, a great investment. So, um, you know, it's I, I, even when we go to schools, Rob, I see guys, you know, and, and, you know, to be honest with you, I don't even like watching football games anymore because all I think about the running back coming in is his knees getting hit. I mean, if you have had eight surgeries, you know, so, uh, yeah, you know, you tend to really appreciate uh, what you didn't have. So you've had how many surgeries? Eight knee surgeries. Six, eight and two. knee surgeries. Yep. Yep. Oh, they just weren't taken, or what was happening? Uh, that would have been hard on the average man. Um, you know, are you different. that brittle that it just <laughs> it just I'm couldn't get it right the first time? Yeah. Were you going to a dock in the box, or you know, it's uh, a long story, knees or us? Were you going to the knees or us yeah. medical association? No, I, listen, and I'll just tell you one of the stories because it's almost been a comedy of errors if it wasn't me, but. uh one of the doctors that did my knees was the same doctor that did Barry Bonds and uh, what's the guy, uh, Jerry Rice, wide receiver for the uh, mm-hmm. Niners. And uh, I mean, you can't be in better hands than that, right? The three of us studs. Um, and then honestly, about a week and a half later, I'm, I'm, I'm you know, on the couch and I'm in the rehab and I'm watching TV 
and I, I'm watching the news, and there goes my doctor in handcuffs. Uh, and he for two things. One, he was giving out steroids, which I could care about, you know. But uh, the other one was uh, letting other people do surgeries under his name. So I don't know who did my surgery. So. I had a couple of young kids, maybe one of them. Yeah. Well, you know, they got to get their practice in. You know, yeah. somebody's a rookie. Yeah, well, true. Yeah, they figure this this kid, but you know, look, this guy's got no future. Look at him, redheaded. He's not playing kid. for anybody right now. No, no. Yeah, yeah. just try it. Try on his knees first. Right. <laughs> respirators. Did you wear a respirator, Rob? Well, I'll tell you a story about a respirator. Um, we used to back in the old days. We used to use a lot of moisture care, and we were doing a bowling alley down the mall of this uh, in Pramus, New Jersey, and. Um, it was a Saturday. We put two coats of moisture cure on. People who have been to this classes have heard this story. And uh, we put a couple coats of moisture cure on. And that night, the shopping center like turned off all the air handling systems. And all the moisture cure fumes went up inside to the top floor, the floor above us, into a pet shop. And we wiped out everything. Snakes, mice, birds. Like a rodent company, too. <laughs> we just took everything out of that pet shop. Man, should we be wearing a respirator with this stuff? And he's like, no, you idiot. You need to start smoking. It burns all that out of your lungs. Wow. And I, I thought, ah, that, that doesn't sound right. So That's with, um, your, da- that's with your dad's company? That was my yeah, family business. Yep. I can that was it. thinking. That was thinking back then. Yeah. Burn it out of your lungs with cigarettes. You know, I can actually visualize you as a kid working with your dad. About eight years old, already about 120 pounds, <laughs> riding on the front of the sander when your dad's going up and down with a 12 So that's sander. what we're going to do today. We're going to crack yeah. on my weight. You've yeah, lost no. a couple of pounds, so... Uh, I'm feeling good about myself. You know what? That whole thing about being nice to Wayne, that's that's out the window. That only took about 10 minutes. But yeah, riding on the front of your dad's... Uh, Eating a bag of Cheetos, throwing the Cheetos at the other workers. Your 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 dad telling you, "Hey, what did I tell you about throwing Cheetos after we sanded with a hundred grit? You're going to stain the floor." Look, all I was told to do okay, was go Papa. get coffee. That's all. <laughs> oh man, Robbie, who Robbie, who didn't scrape the corners when I was gone? Give me that list you wrote down of the guys that didn't scrape the corners when I was on my estimate. Oh boy. Right. Names. I, I hope everybody's listening to this. <laughs> Who's nice? Respirators. Um, you know, we used to use an old wood filler called Coupon. I can say it because they're not in business anymore. It was a lacquer-based product. I remember going to the movies with my wife. And in the movie theater, it was a small movie theater, and the, the chairs were up real, you know, when you had your – the guy in front of you was almost on top of you, one of these old-style movie theaters. And I was there with my wife and the guy, I guess his girlfriend, they were young at the time, you know, he would turn around and stare at me once in a while. And I, and I, I whispered to my wife, I go, what's this guy's problem? And then finally they just got up and left. And I was highly insulted because I don't talk, you know me in movie theaters, I don't talk in movie theaters, that's a pet peeve of mine. Um, and I thought, what's the matter with this guy? You know, I mean, I, well, I'm trying to think of what I, why would he turn around staring at me and then why was he, uh, uh, they get up and left. So then I, I'm watching the movie and I, I got my knee crossed and I, I touched my foot. And I realized my feet smell like lacquer thinner. So that must probably what drove him off. But um, 
you know, when people would get in your van, you know, like people that are not in the business, civilians, <laughs> would get in your van. I took some guys on a fishing trip and they go, man, how do you, how are you driving this thing, man? The, the smell. So these things that, you know, again, I mean, you know, and, and what is a carcinogen, right? I mean, um, and it's not enough to just get a respirator off the shelf. Uh, make sure you're looking at the right respirators at, uh, for the right, right chemicals that we're using. Uh, it's very important. We got pulled right. over one night. My cousin, my buddy and I, we got pulled over. Um, we were working in New Hampshire and my cousin was sitting on a lacquer five with a hole in it and every time he went up and down he was pumping the cab full of lacquer fumes and we didn't know it the windows were up and uh, we got pulled over for drunk driving and when we rolled down the window we were all laughing like hell it was like a scene out of black sheep the same thing i remember seeing that scene thinking man they stole that from us and uh, as soon as we rolled down the window the cop is like what the hell is going on he said, look, just follow me. Where's your hotel? Where are you going? We followed him to our hotel. He gave us like a, a police escort to our hotel and uh, gave us a pretty good talking to about that. But, you know, the other thing about respirators, with the respirator I like to wear, it's the big dual cartridge and it hooks over your head and around your neck. You know, to me, that was comfortable. If, and same thing with my hearing protection. The hearing protection, it's like the big bulky ones that the guys at the airport use. If you look at my son, he wears all, you know, complete opposite type stuff. Smaller, easier to maneuver, that type of thing. But that's what he's comfortable with. So whether you're, whatever you're using, if you're not comfortable with it, you won't use it. You'll make an excuse not to wear this stuff. Yeah. The other thing, too, is changing out the respirators. They don't last forever. I mean, uh, you know, put new cartridges in. A lot of times we put them in plastic bags, Ziploc bags, because, uh, you know, if you sit them in the van, and the van has got all these odors of all these different products and smells and stuff, uh, you know, they're going to just keep picking stuff up. So. That, that happened to me. That same exact thing happened to me. We were pulling finish in this house, and I was like, my God, it stinks in here. I can't. And I was wearing a respirator. It stunk worse in my respirator wow. than it yeah. did in the house. Wow. And that's because we were storing our respirators in right next to an open bucket of poly. Speaking of so movies. Those, those charcoal filters. Speaking of movies. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> those charcoal filters, once you take them out of the foil pack, they're working right away. They're yeah. constantly working. That's why you got to put them in the Ziploc. Now, yeah. speaking of movies. Yeah. Did you see a good movie this week? Yeah, I was going to tell you. You know, I'm, What'd you I, see? I, I'm a, a huge movie critic, all right? And I, I happen to think most movies today are terrible. Uh, there's a lot of good foreign movies out there, but most Hollywood movies nowadays are absolutely terrible. But this this was a movie, all right? It, uh, it's a little, a fair warning, it's a little, uh, a little violent. You know, it's a Quentin Tarantino movie, so you're going to get that. But uh, once I thought you said time, you saw Lion King. No, no. Actually, oh. uh, I, I could see Lion King, I think. But um, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, great movie. Great, great movie. One of the best movies I've seen in years. What'd that so, cost you? Movies are expensive now. What'd that cost you? Well, I pay regular ticket now. Were you asking me if I'm getting senior citizen tickets? My wife and I, when we used to go to movies, I'll tell you that 
and I'm halfway ashamed of this, but you know, I blame it on Hollywood making terrible movies so I can justify it. Um, so we were going to a movie one time and, and it was raining outside and there was a long line and, you know, we were going to miss the you know, beginning of the movie. So I, you know, I said, I'm not waiting that line, Judy. I'm just not going to do it. And, um, so we're walking up. I see a couple ticket stubs on the ground. I said, hang on a second. I pick up the thing. So we go right past, we bypass the entire line. We go the, and this became my routine. This worked so good. And I honestly did this for five years without paying for a ticket for a movie. So we pick up the stubs. We go and order the biggest thing of popcorn you could buy. And it's, I think they're like 64 ounce drink. Now, no human being should be able to drink 64 ounces in a, in a movie, but that comes into play later. I'll explain that later. When you're trying to take care of your body too. Well, yes, that came afterwards. Yeah, right. Uh, so I big I get the biggest thing of popcorn and I get the biggest drink and I and and we always walk by the 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 person taking the tickets like we were late for the show like man we just got no time for you and I'd have my arms full like I'm fumbling for the tickets I don't know where the tickets are and Judy would flash the bar side tickets of the codes and we'd walk right through and plus we're old you know they're not gonna think what kind of you know what kind of person would would do that so you know. I got a pet peeve with people talking in the movies, right? I mean, that's like, if I die, it'll probably be in a movie theater because that's a, that's a problem. I don't like people talking in a movie theater. So what I would do with the Coke, I would take the Coke and pour half of it in the seat in front of me. I know how that sounds. But if anybody You've just was, been banned from half of the movie theaters in the country yeah. just by saying that. If anybody went to sit in that seat, I mean, you know, like I'm not a, I'm, I'm, I'm not a, bad person i'd say hey hey partner that seat's wet i try to sit there myself so they didn't sit there just in case a tall guy would sit there or mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. so uh that was our or a talker was, or a talker oh well that one i probably can't get into but oh well i will um and then i would actually go and tell them i was hearing impaired and if you and this is a little secret little tip for people if if you say you're hearing impaired they provide you at least they did in california with a a set of like a headset you can wear and watch the movie. I was never so happy in my life because I would look around and see like people talking, whatever, but I couldn't hear them because I just turned up the volume of that and, and I'm eating my popcorn and the movie's free and life's pretty darn good. Let's see. You weren't making a lot of money back then though, were you? That was, well, I, I get it's, it. It's not the point. If they would have made better movies, like the one, like I said, like once upon a time in Hollywood, then I, I would have been happy to pay. All right. Okay, let's move on. Uh, your hands, uh, not wearing gloves. You know, you especially the you know a lot of guys still wiping on, wiping off stain. Uh, in Latin, we talk about thinner and paint thinner and all these different things on the hands that you know that absorbs into the body. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's it's just it's not it's not good for you. Um, it's another I, habit. It's another thing that. You have to find comfortable gloves. Yeah. You have to find a set of gloves that you're not going to mind putting on yeah. and wearing. Did you work with your palms on the floor or your knuckles on the floor? Palms. Okay. So my, my uncle had, like I said, he had been, he was a floor man for 50 years and he worked with his knuckles down. So for a while he, uh, I mean, he used to tell me, you know, don't, don't work with your knuckles down like this. You'll get these big calluses like, like I do. So work with your palms down. And I did that until I used to have corporal tunnel syndrome a little bit. So then I would switch to my knuckles. And, um, you know, come to think of it, it, 
they look pretty cool, the big the callus knuckles. So, you know, go ahead and work with your knuckles on the ground. Don't wear gloves for installing because it looks cool. The big knuckles, that's a, that's a sign of pride, right? You think so? Yeah, so I, th- I think it's cool to go ahead and not you, wear. You, you think the chicks dig that? Is that what uh, you're doing? I don't know if the chicks do, but when I see another four, I go, yeah, dude, look at them guys' knuckles, man. That guy's been around a little bit. So you like comparing knuckles with other guys? Oh, <laughs> that's one thing I could compare. That's what you, okay. Yeah. What about sunscreen? Anything there? Well, you're talking to a to a ginger, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, <laughs> we don't have it. to, you don't have, we don't have that much issue with uh, needing sunscreen inside the house. But uh, did I tell you about the time I, um, well, I was a rep and um, I just became a rep. And, you know, uh, you know how, you know, we're in hotels every, every night we're in a hotel, it seems like, you know, how many, how many, you talked about how many days you're on the road. It's every, one hotel after another, they all look the same. So we had a sales meeting and you were there, Rob. It was in, um, it was in Southern California. I believe it was in San Diego. When the sales team, the sales manager announced that instead of having to get hotels, we're going to rent a big house, which had a swimming pool. Which, you know, everybody was, oh, man, that's, that's fantastic. We get it. We're going to have a swimming pool. We don't have to stay in a hotel. But to a ginger, that means something completely different. That means I'm going to be outside with my white, white body with no tan, and I have to endure this, you know, this ridicule. So that's a floor my, man. That's a floor man's body. Ah, uh, well, yeah, but that's, you get the, you, the, the you got the tan on the left arm because you're the driver. Uh, I'm I'm pretty white though, Rob. I oh, hey, you so, and I together, we're we're not white, we're clear. So I told my wife, I said, you know, I you know, we have we're staying at this house and it's got a pool, you know. She goes, oh, I'll, I'll pack you some 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 uh, swimming trunks. I go, no, I said, you know. I can't, I can't, I, I'm working with these, I work with these 12 guys, I'll never hear the end of it. So she goes, well, you're, you're being ridiculous. Just go have a good time. And she said, you know, they also, they make this, uh, like this sun, like this toner stuff you can put on your legs and stuff that turns them tan. So I told my, I, I said, well, what kind of man would put that on, Judy? I mean, I, I, I'm not going to use that. But when you're driving from, Northern California to San Diego, it's a long drive. If you've ever taken that Highway 5, it's a long, lonesome drive, and your mind can start playing tricks on you, right? So I started thinking, well, you know what? Maybe I, maybe I, could, I could put that on me. She said it's pretty instant, so maybe I'll use the sunscreen or the sun lotion stuff. So I stopped at Macy's at the time. I don't know if they're still out there. And I, and I, I told her uh, my wife is looking for uh, like a suntan lotion stuff I'm supposed to get for her. So she gave it to me. So I go into, honestly, God, I go into a Burger King parking lot. I go into men's room, take off my, my, my pants, and I put all this lotion all over my legs, right? Walk back out the car in my underwear. Um, and I'm driving down the road, you know. Well, and I, did you like, just say you walk back to your car in your underwear? Yeah, there's a side entrance to Burger King. There's not a lot, a lot of old folks sitting around, you uh-huh. know, so. Uh-huh. So uh, I, I, I'm driving down the road, and this stuff says it's pretty instant. So like every every few minutes, I'm looking down at my legs, and I I see I see nothing, right? So I'm getting I'm getting mad now. Like you know, this stuff ain't working, man. So uh, about another hour and a half in the trip, I stop, I get out again, I, I I hit my legs again. This time a little bit harder, and you know I and and priding myself, the floor man that I am, that I'm putting it on perfect, you know. You know, I have any streaks, you know, because I'm, 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 I'm doing everything nice and uniform. 
So now and we're but we're driving around in our underwear now while you're I am the whole uh, yes the whole trip uh, okay. about five or six hours in my underwear mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and um, when I and I still see very little results so I'm a little I'm a little upset about it so I wake up in the morning from my legs down I look like I've toiled in the coffee fields in Peru my whole life and from the waist up I look like an Irish guy that's never seen the sun so now. What kind of freak would look like this? I can't wear shorts now because nobody's that tan that looks that's that naturally white. Nobody has legs like that. Mm-hmm. And so now, not now, I couldn't even wear shorts. I was walking around like you know with long pants and long shirt. And it's a curse. So I yeah, you don't you, sunscreen's not usually an issue in the floor trade, but so you're the guy at the beach wearing the long pants. That's yes. all right, no yes. problem. I, I know my limitations. And believe it or not, I have a story that goes with that. I was doing these floors in a hair salon, and at the hair salon, they did spray tans. And I was telling the guy who owns it, I go, yeah, my daughter's thinking of getting that done for her prom. So the guy says, well, you know, let me show you how easy it is. So he does one my one of my arms. So he, we started laughing, and I said, all right, well, he goes, why don't we do your head and your other arm? I said, oh, okay, great. So he does my head and my other arm. I go home and everybody is just dying laughing because I've never had a tan in my life. I'm either white or red. That's it. No no tan. It's a Boston tan. It's a Boston tan, right. Well, the deal is these spray tans don't really work well on floor guys because that day I went to work started getting a good sweat on and I got a bunch of sawdust on me and I start rubbing it. I look like Nicholson and Batman when he was rubbing his makeup off. It was pretty, uh, it was pretty bad, pretty bad. Yeah. It's not, it's just, it's not for us, Rob. Yeah. All right. Stretching. You ever do any stretching? Uh, Actually, if I was going to run the edger, I would try to stretch out a professional athlete. He stretches for hours before a game. And I don't think any professional athlete works as hard as a guy who's running an edger for eight or ten hours. So stretching, I can see you in your yoga pants or whatever. Yeah, hopefully no. covering up those legs. Yes. No. You know what? I I uh, I, I do think it's important, uh, but no, we we didn't. Uh, my wife goes to yoga and she does all that, and I wish I could. I I I, I don't. Um, I got nothing bad to say about it. I actually think it's very healthy for you. I, I think stretching would have been, I mean, now, I mean, I can't stretch. I can't, you know, it's not in the cards anymore. But um, no, I think it's very important. All that stuff that we used to, as like, growing up, thinking now, oh, you you know, you, you don't need to do that. Wait, just go to work. You don't worry about it. Just, you know, right. I, it's important to take care of yourself, man. And stretching is a big deal. You're Look at how many guys have back problems in this trade, Right. And you're going from a cold, cold van into a house and start bending and picking up tools already without stretching. It's, it's just, it doesn't make sense. So the few minutes that, uh, that it takes, I think is, uh, yeah. I mean, like I said, we've made every mistake in the book when it comes to this part of it. And, uh, that's why, that's why we should be doing take care of your body. Yes. Uh, Who are you going to listen to? Exactly. Like you said, some guy who's an Adonis and been perfect all his life. No. Or worn out broke down yes yeah podcast guys yeah um that's that's what we're regulated to now is podcasts yeah 
<laughs> uh, let's see here. Um, what about you know, your head? What about you know? Yeah. I mean, yeah, we've been talking about your body and everything, but yeah, what about mental? Running a business is a is a tough job, um, a really tough job. You know, look at the times when we went, the industry went through like 2007 when things were slow and all that kind of stuff. And mm. if you look at the, you know, the amount of stress owning a business from the scheduling, uh, the, the, the bills, the, the, the paying your distributor, paying your employees and all the, all the thing that goes into owning a business is on a good day, very stressful. Um, so, you know, we talk about managing depression or anxiety and those issues is real. And uh, we joke around a little bit here, but but uh, this is a very real thing. And uh, especially as, as guys get older, what have you, and, and not reaching out and keeping everything inside, I do think, in all seriousness, uh, it's very important. There's, I mean, it's, it, you know, guys are great at doing floors. Guys are good at doing whatever. And there's guys that there and women and men that know how to how to talk about this too. So I do think that uh, there's no shame in uh, in getting some mental health. Uh, uh, help. So, no different than breaking. I, I didn't mean going to a shrink. I meant you know, playing tennis or you know, <laughs> blowing some steam off. I, I, I didn't think that people had to go out and seek professional help. That's what wasn't where I was going. But yeah, but you I know guess what? in your case, I guess yeah. you know what in your case it worked good. I mean, it worked yeah, out for yeah. you. Well, I just buy fishing equipment, but. Um, <laughs> But no, I do think it's real. I think people need to, uh, you know, uh, take care of your of your mental health and your physical health. So, uh, and sometimes I think you need, you know, uh, taking some downtime, reboot, do something else for a while, and um, and get re-energized and what have you. I think is all good uh, for the for good for you. So I, I don't know. I don't that one. I don't know about. No? It seemed like if I was going to take a week's vacation. The worst, the worst part of a week's vacation was the three weeks before and the three weeks after being away for one week. So, I, yeah. I was never crazy about yeah. the downtime. Uh, I I told you about my wife in yoga, and she got on a, a health kick one time when we lived in California, and, and we did about I don't know a couple hours from Napa, and uh, she wanted me to do this. It was like a yoga stretching thing. Then then uh, then you go to these mud bath stuff. And then it was like a healthy lunch, like a resort. And it's so not me, man. It's not even remotely me. But, you know, it's my wife and, you know. I can yeah. see you in the bathrobe, the slippers, Well, I drinking, listen, the I, cu- drinking some cucumber water. Definitely, I see you. That I, I wish I... To, especially, you know, especially now that you're a corporate stooge. Yeah. Well, probably I mean, You're it. probably doing that all the time now. You ever been to a mud bath? Never. All right. Well, don't. Because so when they when we got into the mud bath place, they separate the women go one way and the men go. I thought we'd like have our own like mud bath, but it's like the women go one way and the men go the other way, and then you get you know you get you get you take off all your clothes, and they say here's your mud bath. So and I'm the first mud bath in the room. So you know I, I, this is I, I'm now I'm mad at my wife. I can't wait to see her again to tell her I'm mad, how mad I am at, at her for getting me into this. And, and I, the thing is I couldn't sink down into the mud. 
for whatever it is, my I, I couldn't get into the mud. So my my wife fat floats. Yes, that's maybe that's floats. it. Laying on yeah. top of the mud, and everybody else that came by had to go by me first. So you go from the mud room to the showers, and then from the showers you go to like to get a massage. So I'm in there and I take the shower, get all the mud out of everywhere. I go for the massage. Now I don't have a towel now. And I'm so mad. I'm, I'm seething mad. Like, why Why would they not give me a towel? I mean, this is crazy. This is not so, un, not me. So the, I'm getting a massage. And the whole time I'm there, I'm going, oh, uh, this is, uh, I'm so mad at my wife. And then uh, then I leave the massage room to leave. And I look at every other side. I'm the only one that don't have a towel. Like every other dude getting a massage. So I, I, I want to go back into my massage guy. I go, dude, uh, you know, that's not me. So uh, what was should have been a nice romantic getaway weekend was, a, in fact, it scarred me so much that I had to go past that same Napa place to go fishing at, at Clear Lake with my buddy. And I would go 20 miles around that little town so I didn't have to go past that health resort anymore. I'm surprised you and your buddy didn't stop in for a mud bath. What exactly my, does a mud my, bath do for you? My, my buddy never Seriously. Knows. No, I'm dead serious. Well, I'll tell what you in a minute. What does the mud do? Well, first of all, I never told my buddy. Uh, okay. He still doesn't know. And I don't yeah. know what a mud bath is supposed to So it's great to that you it's, told everybody. this. Yeah. People are going to love this podcast between yeah. your nakedness and the mud and walking around your underwear and rubbing yourself. Yes. Yeah. Yes. yeah. We're going to need a couple of drinks after this one. <laughs> I'd like to apologize to everybody for this one. <laughs> So there you go. Uh, there's, there's, uh, you know, we could talk about not wearing rings when you're uh, running equipment that doesn't get cut up into saw blades or your hair protection, all these other type of things. But you know, a lot of this is good common sense. Uh, but I still, t- your, your ears, your knees, and your back, uh, you've got to protect them because as you get older, and, and respirators, and, and respirators, respirator. so important. Yeah. So, this has been an upper, another episode of On the Floors. I'm Wayne Highlander with National Sales Manager. I'm Rob Johnson, Bona Training. And stay tuned for another podcast.